You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind of movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hey, uh, it's Ben Chapman here, recording live from Chicago, the city in which I'm from. It's a windy city here in the Midwest. It's notable for a couple of buildings. I, I uh, Sorry, Pogues. It's been, it's been like four episodes since I mentioned Chicago, and I've just been... It's been we, our ratings have gone up because they were like, ooh, we got rid of the pretentious douche that <laughs> talks about Chicago. That is a harsh vibe to start us out on it, and I don't appreciate it. But what I do appreciate is that we are here for another full-length episode covering a movie that I have not seen based on a comic book. Of course, the not seen isn't part of the formula of our show, but it, it does appear to be consistent i think <laughs> i think there's a lot of movies we've, that you i think saw when you were like eight and kind of i saw <laughs> i saw a very small portion of this movie and a friend of ours insisted that when we did it he'd be on because he said i remember liking this movie when i was a kid and watching this i rethought our entire friendship but we still went ahead and brought him on anyways <laughs> oh come on we're joined by our, our good buddy eric line hey yeah our, our former close friend eric yeah Lyon. this is really my bad Sorry about dragging you into the mud. <laughs> so, Eric, you saw, of course, in case we haven't highlighted this movie, which we probably showed at the top. Although oh, yes. The title, you lazy piece of... Uh, Look, well, it's, it's only the 50, 60 second episode. I forget how to do this. Just in case your podcast app auto-played from a better podcast, then I'll let you know that you're listening to the episode where we reviewed the Punisher 1989 film. Yes, not the... Uh, is it Thomas Thomas Jane? Right? Jane? Yep, yeah, two thousand. Four. Not the Thomas Jane. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the Dolph Lundgren 1989 movie filmed mostly in Australia. Oh. Shockingly, yeah. This is a real one of Ben's favorite eras of cinema, exploitation. Yeah, in fact, the uh, the the guy, Shake, uh, the bum, who is this weird like former actor that's uh, maybe one of my favorite characters in the film, uh, uh, is... <laughs> Is a is is a red blooded Australian. Uh, so that's weird because it doesn't feel that way when you see him talk or do anything. Also, what's interesting is uh, he gets his own special credit in the trailer or in the titles. It says, "And Barry Otto is Shake." One, I don't think they ever say his character's name in the movie. And two, no one knows who the fuck Barry Otto is. <laughs> so it's I mean, it's a real weird how he got a special with credit for I mean, a, I like a country that probably has never seen any movies he's in. If you're from Australia, he maybe got it. I mean, you know. Uh, anyway. I uh, somehow doubt that. <laughs> this was the first adaptation of the Punisher films. Uh, well before we... Well before oh. Thomas Jane. Well before the sequel no one saw. And well before the TV show everybody loved. Also, of, of, of the array of movies we covered, it's certainly on the earlier quotient. I mean, like, uh, you know, we've, we've obviously done some of the, the Superman films and... Uh, I'm trying to think of others that were in the 80s. Not many, frankly. No, so, I mean the Batman Yeah, just movies. Batman and Superman movies are the only things before this, right? What's What's weird is There's that, a few yeah. unlike popular uh, oh, okay, yeah. things, like, things like this where you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you had no idea they happened and are probably better a, off not knowing it. 1989 film, but it felt to me like a 1974 film, if I were to attempt to date this movie. It felt older it felt to me like an 80s film just because Dolph Lundgren seems to be on quaaludes the entire time <laughs> that that and the movie it, did feature a lot of uzis and ninjas which yeah. should really put it solid in the 80s now if this had been in the 70s he would have been coked out of his mind it would have been amazing because Dolph Lundgren 
appears to be suffering from uh like carbon dioxide poisoning <laughs> slow, he is so sleepy yeah he's just sleepy and he looks real bad at one point i was like oh my god i think Dolph lundgren's dying in this movie if i didn't know that he was still alive i'd be like he must have been real ill filming this movie yeah, it's like someone photocopied Dolph Lundgren six times, and like that very hazy residual leftover page is what we got <laughs> throughout the entirety of this film. You like when you wake up and you're you're like try to open your eyes all the way, and they won't go up past like halfway, and you're like, "Huh, that's weird. My body doesn't work when I wake up." He's like that for an entire film. <laughs> it at one point he's just like, "I had to serve justice,", justice. and it's just like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, man." I feel like he wants to, like, internally in his mind, he's sitting down, like, halfway through a sentence. Like, he's like, I gotta sit, I gotta just take a quick, a quick siesta. It sounds like me delivering lines trying to walk upstairs. It's just so... (laughs) Also, Eric, you did not warn me for how many times the Punisher would be kidnapped in this movie. Okay, yeah. Well, again, like, me me and Pokes have talked about stuff like this before, where things, like, you remember as a kid that you just, like, enjoyed, and then we realized that we were real dumb kids... Like we must have had some sort of traumatic oh, yeah. brain injury as a child, because I we also were subject to a gas. Yeah, leak. yeah, yeah. We all, Who knew we were all in the same place? Longer yeah, was. I mean, this was all I had though. Like back back then, there was no other movie or uh, any sort of like adapt adaptation of the Punisher. So I was like, yeah, I like this. I think. But here's what makes me question your common sense because when talking about this one time you said oh man i remember dolph L- i remember this movie dolph Lundgren naked <laughs> in sewer. And I, I was I, like what a weird thing to is, say and remember i remember that one more from like seeing it like 10 15 years ago again we watched it and i was just like that is a bizarre way to like pretty much introduce a character almost is to have you him introduce the punisher like greased and as nude in the sewer gre- like yeah lubed up like i don't even know how to describe it he's very greasy and having a third party conversation with god like where he's like telling someone about how he asked god questions and they just zoom in on him and he's just buck naked in like a lotus position. It's and it's from behind, so you just see half of his ass. It's the weirdest shot. No explanation to why he's naked. It's more than that, and I'm surprised no one's mentioning this. There is a shot of ball. Is I gotta there? be clear about this. Okay. There is a distinct shot. Can't of say ball, I and I'm like, paused and no. zoomed. <laughs> and there absolutely is. He's sitting and... on his feet. Are you sure you're not just seeing his heels? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a screenshot. Fantastic. Uh it was. I saw that and I was like, "Oh!" And then we cut to his family. I know they're about to be murdered, but I'm like, "No, no, you can't put. You can't, you can't go balls, kids. You can't go balls. Yeah, you, on this uh, on the on the on the layout, you cannot." They teach you that in film school. There has to at least be a two minute gap between balls. And <laughs> yeah. kids. And got, they're they're like, here's to... some no nos in editing. Balls, kids. Uh, murder <laughs> kids the balls. joke. <laughs> yeah, kids, balls. It goes both ways. Don't be tricked. You gotta cut to Louis Gossett Jr. for a little bit, just sort of drinking coffee, and then we can go on to the kids. You got just gotta have a little palate cleanser there. It's oh like, yeah, poor poor Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, uh, the only one, the only one trying in this movie, but unable to try because this movie is a shit sandwich. the The movie starts though with probably like my favorite mafioso in the history of cinema, because like this guy is like so over the top with the way he's talking. And his, like, really confusing threat to the Punisher made me laugh. Where he's like, if he finds me, 
I'll show him the meaning of the word punished. <laughs> like, well, his name's Punisher, not punished. And he knows what it is. He's killing all you guys. I just don't think you understand insults. I, uh, but the bizarre thing I thought about this was why why are press interview so it made sense maybe you know there was the was trial whatever press interviewing him he was found innocent or whatnot but then reporters keep interviewing crime bosses in the movie so that was like a bizarre oh element. yeah and they're just they're just game like it's as if like a world exists where you can just go up to a crime boss with a camera and nobody's like we should probably shouldn't let that happen like they're just outside of their houses they're near everything it's crazy um, but this mob boss, though, the best part about him is he only has three guards. They're with him at the trial, and then they get back to his house, and he's like, ooh, you guys go look through the house. It's like, wait, you only had three bodyguards? How are you a mob boss? I just, I also don't understand what they think mob bosses are like, because this mob boss is, is accurate, in my opinion, of what I would picture. is He has, like, a sort of Victorian-style mansion with a bunch of needless sculptures and lots of, like, over over accentuated just like indications of, of wealth and then we meet um i'm forgetting the name is but the guy, the guy becomes the central mob boss for the remainder of the movie who lives in i think a james bond like villain volcano like he's got weird like spaceship circles circle shaped doors and he's got and like <laughs> tons of like michelangelo's original statues it's so odd i'm like okay the first guy made sense who is this cybernetic mob man? From this the guy in the basement of his uh, his lab, I'm pretty sure, has like a piece of the original cross on one of the walls. It's like the most stereotypical <laughs> version of like they're like they're all Italian, they're all Catholic. It uh, is uh, it is definitely crazy. Uh, also, my favorite thing about the introduction of that guy is uh, is when he's at dinner talking to the other mob bosses, and his son's with him. And the guy's like, you learn anything at those fancy schools? And he's like, go ahead and show him something. And then the kid does a magic trick? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, was he going to magic school? <laughs> like, <laughs> he was talking about school school, dude. Uh, I am forced to do this mid-podcast to prove that I am a, I am a, I'm a, I went to film school, guys, so I have an eye for this. So go ahead and check your Discord messages and go ahead and open that boy full screen. Because you're going to see uh, that Ben was oh, lying about the Lotus Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You could go That's, ahead and thank you. get me banned on Discord with that one. <laughs> Reported and... Yeah. I, will, I will say it here on the podcast. Uh, ben just sent us a picture of Dolph Lundgren's balls hanging below his ass. Yep. You can go ahead and check the image, which I have named. I was right about balls.jpg. So just go ahead and check you, that one YouTube's out. YouTube's real weird about what they will allow on there then. Yeah. I huh. know, right? Unless it's, like, unless it's a prayer candle placed in a really irresponsible place, uh, I'm pretty confident that was accurate about my earlier statement. I just don't want folks to assume that I'm inventing sequences where testicles are present and they're not. I'm no, sure. we know I you assume... don't joke about that, Matt. I don't know what I, I assume you've got like a real Freudian you just see sacks everywhere. <laughs> I mean I wrote I wrote I wrote in my notes literally I just saw testicles. Oh no, don't show me a family montage. Like that was like what I wrote straight up. Because you were still turned on. <laughs> so yeah, at this point we also meet the interesting psychic because it's weird because the Punisher in its various variations of comic form has always had sort of non-combat allies whether it's his informant guy whose name i'm spacing uh, on my, microchip's always been his like yeah. go-to tech guy you know the guy behind the, the screen sort of thing in 
in the in the, t- the Punisher movies that the the Thomas Jane was, Thomas Jane films were based on, he had that sort of like weird collective where mm-hmm. it was like a woman and like a tattooed guy. Oh, yeah, there's, and, like, there's apartment complex, nerd. right? Yeah. yeah, the ones in the movie are from the comics they based them on. So these are all like very like it's a very common theme in Punisher. Maybe not early Punisher, but definitely later Punisher. Um, he's got an interesting fellow. Yeah. Who's... This character, <laughs> I could not make heads or tails out of what was the deal with this guy because he is a alcoholic actor, but somehow knows everything that's happening in crime family. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. It's one thing if he overhears the occasional like job being planned or something, but he he knows all the inner workings of the yakuza and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he knows that when that guy comes back and they're going to they're going to get the coke at the um port, he knows that all of the mob bosses are going to be there. It's like, I don't who is telling a drunk thespian anything? Yeah, that I mean, the sound of how that job that's got to be like the premiere like that's the super secret like they have to keep that super tight to make sure everything goes down right and yeah that guy knows for some reason just some dude it's like as if like john Gotti got brought down by like a window washer <laughs> like just like something that has nothing to do with anything it's so bizarre and the assumption would be that maybe he's just, you know, he, he kind of lives in the gutter and he kind of roams these various bars and like the, the dirty alleys of, of, of the Undercity. And maybe that alone gives him the access to maybe learn these things, to glean this information. And I would believe that if not for the fact that you would notice this guy instantly if you walked into a oh, bar because, because he had a coat with tails and a Shakespeare and yeah, collar makes and a- and Ryan, a pencil, yes. the, the dramatic, like he's he's purposely trying to be like he's also like Edergan from DC Comics, the demon who has to always talk in rhyme. Like everything he says is like an iambic pentameter or some shit. It's mind numbing. Yeah, my my notes from this movie, I have all caps. I fucking hate this homeless guy rhyming all the time. <laughs> and you think the Punisher would be sick of it right away, but he returns. He, he, he composes elaborate games with RC trucks to lure him into Alice yeah. so he can talk to him. <laughs> Which, that's one of my favorite scenes because when he shows up, uh, there's, like, a shot and they, like, pan up from, like, the Punisher's weird, like, boots that he's wearing that have, like, way too much metal tape to them. But as they pan up, he's just in a black button-up shirt. The Punisher, like, like just, like, a yeah. dress shirt, like, you would buy, but it's just all black. And I'm like... Somehow I don't feel like the Punisher is like, well, I mean, it's business casual. Where, where's collared shirt? Like, yeah, it's just so weird. Well, you bring up an interesting point, folks, which is that this Punisher doesn't doesn't retain a lot of the visual aesthetic of the Punisher from the comics, namely the big one, the lack of a white skull. Yes, which Kinda. only appears on these weird knives he has. Yeah. yeah, instead he is just decked in the traditional black and black on black on black. But the only thing that's maybe like abnormal about his outfit from like a just me if i were to strap on a bunch of black trench coat and turtleneck uh is that yeah his 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 like n- from knee down he's like wearing mad max boots like he's yes. got like triple metal ba- ba- bounded and binded like ankles and and f- and to- steel toed and steel shinned but, but as if like steel toe boots you take a cap of steel and tape it to the outside of the shoe as if like it's not just in right the shoe it's like a like a whole piece of steel just glued to the front of a heel or a toe and if you're 
if your whole combat thing is sneaking up to people and then just uh, unleashing an insane amount of gunfire and like running around diving behind cover the last thing you want are the world's heaviest boots yes i feel like running anywhere would be a problem also like i felt like this movie might have been directed by quentin tarantino at one point because they show his boots at least eight times in this movie. There's so many shots of feats that I was like, did Tarantino help Is that with a this? trademark or? of Tarantino I've just somehow missed? Yeah, he's a fucking creep. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, if, if you don't know what Pogues is talking about, just, just Google Quentin Tarantino feet, huh. and you will get a montage of how he in, in, includes uh, visual visual scenes specifically focused on feet in, like, ten times in every well, movie. I know what I'm doing <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> Also, you can interview uh, or you can watch a, a thing where Rose McGowan talks about how she was creeped out by how into her feet he was. I mean, you can check all that out in our Quentin Tarantino foot-based podcast, Quentin Tarantino Nail. We'll cover it all there. No, but for no. right now, we want to... You're better than that. <laughs> Is he? He should be. He should aspire to be better than that. But... <laughs> I will I will say something. Ben brought up the uh, the skull not being on the t-shirt here's something i found out from reading the imdb trivia because i never would have seen this because it's really poorly done but in the mini episode i mentioned Dolph Lundgren instead of them being like can you grow stubble like can you grow a beard and we'll just trim it they like put on like fake beard but like not well it's like basically yeah. just like ash but it's supposed to be with that plus the like the darkness they, they put around his eyes to make it him look like he's tired all the time or because he actually was tired his face is supposed to look like a skull because oh of the weird beard no no yes no, 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 no. that's why they did it i just thought it was somebody who was real 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 bad i'm, I'm looking at a picture from imdb of him and i mean i guess i sort of kind of see what you mean but like no one would ever just notice no one that would ever get yeah. that because it's so poorly done and also the fake beard comes off on the rest of his face repeatedly because they like keep spraying him with water or either that or he was just sweating a lot because it was in australia but it, there's like tons of shots where it's like on his ears like hit the bottom of his ears like black like his the side of his face or it's like rolling down his neck and you're just like come on guys yeah the the best way to explain what it's like is that Dolph lundgren looked like he went to his mother before coming out and saying hey can you make me look like an old hobo for school Okay. Like that's what. Yeah, like exactly. It, you take a little cork, you burn it in a, a <laughs> candle, and then you just rub it on. I just want to look like a drifter for uh, for class for showing. Or tell. a and then, uh, <laughs> or a bad '80s action movie. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of great scenes with Dolph Lundgren, I'm going to talk about what may be the greatest film or the greatest scene in cinema history, which is after some mob bosses' kids are kidnapped. Dolph Lundgren goes to send a message to the yakuza. Oh. And which he shows up at like an underground casino they're running. He jumps through a skylight, shoots one guy, just one guy, then proceeds while carrying an M60, like the light machine gun they used in Vietnam, which has a grenade launcher attached to it. You get three minutes of him just shooting slot machines. It's that... it's so long. And it's like 30 seconds of him making this weird duck face when he's firing. And then 30 seconds of the barrel and then the stuff exploding and then, and then back to his It face. had to be like 80% of the whole budget for the film was that, like a couple <laughs> yes. of minutes. But like, it's it's frustrating watching that scene because you're like, that's the most enigmatic like part, of, like the closest they ever get to capturing the Punisher is, you know, 
when they show him like with all the gear about the to jump in and you're like okay it's actually gonna do something and then he just shoots up a bunch of slot machines he hits he hits one guy that's his punishment is he shoots one yakuza guy who may have just been a doorman and we just shot him because he was asian and he assumed (laughs) but it is it's like one of the funniest scenes in the movie because he's making like the duck face that like you know was like real big in the early 2000s but he's also as he's firing he keeps like kind of blinking because i like it's like he's like i don't like shooting this gun the (laughs) shells are coming probably yeah just the flashes of it of the like blanks during the shooting that scene it probably was him just like oh so loud (laughs) why is it so loud i mean it is it was spectacular and it went on for so long that i was like seriously and i started timing it because i was just like how many times can they show him shoot these slot machines and the answer was a lot yeah he made sure they got everyone and then that somehow cost the Yakuza $2 million. I could not also, figure out how. Also, look, I know gam- like, the, the, what they indicated was that the gambling they were doing was certainly underground and presumably illegal. But it seems like the people there were just people who came for a cool club. Yeah, like, it was literally like you're like, oh, it's Saturday night where you want to like you and Sarah are going to go out. She's like, I heard about this underground slot machine warehouse. I mean, I would, just think like a fun, I would just think that's like a fun hipster concept. I yeah, wouldn't exactly. actually assume. I mean, I went to a I went to a bar that was dressed up like a Stranger Things, like the living room from Stranger Things. I thought it was neat. Later, I found out they didn't get permission for that. Technically illegal. So <laughs> but if the Punisher, <laughs> the Punisher can, is- you know it. <laughs> to enact copyright law and justice yeah he breaks in he's like i have an order to cease and desist and they just start shooting up the couch (laughs) yeah just shooting every single light bulb on the fucking thing that tells you what drink orders are specials no i i uh it's it's insane that that was yeah as eric put it that was like the scene that you picture in your head and was the scene that used for like all the copy was like dolph lundgren with like an M60 strapped to his, his right arm, just like, I mean, he, he had an M16 or whatever that one, but he's just like a big machine gun strapped to his arm, just unleashing. And yeah, it's just on fucking slot. Yeah. Because the, the method of combat that they gave him for the rest of the movie, which I think dominated every scene was knife throwing. He yeah. loved knife throwing. He loved not using a gun for a man who is literally like, like when you think Punisher, anyone that knows all you think, anything about comics and you say like, Hey, what what's like his primary, you know, not power, but you know, what's he fight with? And you're like, oh, he's he's you know a weapons expert. He uses guns and stuff, you know. <laughs> but he yeah, he's he an ex-marine, and they're like, no, you're wrong. In this, he uses a crossbow. Eighty uh, percent of his some knives that have skulls. He's on just them. fist he fighting with knives. Yeah. He hangs a guy. Which okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this okay. is this is something too. I I want to ask real quick. Can somebody explain to me what the plot of the movie is? Uh, besides the core, you know, his family's dead and he wants revenge. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not, not right, that. but yeah, the guy he actually wants revenge on, I thought was the guy from the very beginning because that's what they made it sound like. And then later they're like, no, it's this new guy. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. But what is the Yakuza's plot? They wanted to take over all the crime in that area, right? And they, uh huh, and they wanted they stole their cocaine like shipment, which, uh-huh. um. <laughs> That's, and then they kidnap the kids as vengeance. Uh-huh, so they kidnap the kids to get the mobsters to do what they wanted. Yeah, okay. Why did they then kill the mobsters? Because they were doing what they wanted. <laughs> well, yeah, weren't they complicit? It weren't... just seemed like, 
why kidnap the kids? Just shoot the fucking mobsters. They, they invited you to their secret underground lair in the Vatican or wherever the fuck they have all these statues. Why didn't you just kill them then? Why, why did you go through this elaborate thing of kidnapping all their kids? And then they show up and they're like, all right, we did what you asked. We're giving you all our money and like territory. And she's like, good, I poisoned your champagne. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> this seems unnecessary. I mean, a lot of it was confusing, mostly because, you know, I, I had a note here from about, I don't know, 40 minutes in. I'm like, we've had about like 10% Punisher at this point. Like, we spent there's so much time on these the bosses. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could remember. Weird cop subplot. Yeah, I wish I could remember, but there is a point in the movie where I, all of a sudden I was like, this is like 10 minutes, and I haven't seen the main, you know, our main protagonist in like 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah, when they because... first introduce, uh, after he blows up that thing, uh, the, the first mansion, you meet Lou Gossett Jr., then you meet the new bomb boss, then the new mob boss goes to a restaurant, then they cut back to Lou Gossett Jr.'s next day, and you're just like, is the Punisher ever going to appear in this again? Is he, like, the Predator? Like, he's only, like, a, an idea in the background? Well, it's because they keep they keep threading the plot yeah because they they spend a lot of time with the boss which you don't need i mean he's a bad guy i'm on it you got me and then it's like we keep coming back to these very cheesy like old 20s new york gangsters who are like i want to fucking rip his heart out and we keep getting these guys and each one of them is really bad at using the f word (laughs) yeah they also like one guy who gets like really homophobic and anti-french but that but that's fair though because that's that, that's fair to be that nervous using profanity because as we all established earlier, Dolph Lundgren's mother was on the on the set the entire time <laughs> to keep his makeup going. So so yeah, you know, she's the one see... who she's the one who darkened up his sack so so it was camera ready. <laughs> but but we get that plot and then as if that wasn't enough, the movie's like, hey, do you guys are you guys interested in what the kids are up to? <laughs> yeah, like we cut to like this scene where they're like. Like, your dad's a mobster. No, he's not. And I was like, why is there a subplot about this kid not knowing his dad's a mobster? Like, I do I care? Is, the answer is no. Is that the same scene? Because I have in my notes, uh, Yakuza beats the shit out of that kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where they, like, throw him into, like, a weight. Yeah. Set. Just like, damn. Like, that kid just got his ass whooped. Oh, it's so... It, it's very... Like, every scene with the mafia and the kids is weird. And one of the things, uh, I mentioned this to Eric over the weekend, we hung out, but uh, there's a little girl who has been kidnapped, but clearly they couldn't get the little kids to remember lines or deliver them, so they just ADR'd this one girl with like what's clearly like a 45-year-old woman (laughs) just trying to raise the pitch of her voice, and it's so jarring because like the kids are like, hey, knock it off, and she's like, yeah, leave him alone. And it's like, no kid sounds like that. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like, she's like background banter, but because the way it's mixed, you can hear her voice above everything that's happening. So it's, when they're in the bus, like the bus car chase, like the slowest moving vehicle car chase, you can hear her constantly being like, oh no, look out, I'll go faster. With, and she's like, "I why did I need with to With how terrible of, of, like this entirety of this movie was that she must have been so terrible that they had to like ADR her lines. Like how yeah. how bad was she actually then? <laughs> she must have just been like using the f word nonstop. So, something I wanted to bring up was I just wanted to talk about the effectiveness of the Punisher. I mean, the Punisher is supposed to be a battle honed, essentially near superhero because of his ability to essentially I mean, take on. Yeah, he's like ten times. He's his numbers, like you know? uh, in, in Marvel comics. Like I mean, he's like batman light 
like he he plans yeah, for all, like almost all the contingencies you know weapons expert all that so but it's also supposed to be like he is um in the comics he was a marine and so it's like he was trained to be a soldier so it's like that's why he knows how to use all these guns that's how he that's like why he knows how to plan out stuff and then later when they kind of retconned it because they were like the punisher really couldn't have served in vietnam at this point because that would make him super old. yeah they had this they were like that around. what if he was like a uh, like a special ops mer-? like he was with the marines and then he joined spec ops and they do all this sort of stuff to try to explain it but like in this they're like he was a cop who i they never did explain what he was going to do that they needed to kill his whole family because like yeah that's not how police investigations work. Like, if you kill somebody's family, the police don't just give up on the investigation. <laughs> not usually. No, so, <laughs> the, yeah, we, I, like, the origin of the Punisher, generally speaking, almost always been his family killed in, like, a, a mob hit Central Park, whatnot. But this was a car bombing, but the, like, bizarre part of that scene to me was, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, the kids, you know, mommy, mommy, where's dad? And, like, oh, we're going to go meet him, uh, sweetie. And then they get in the car, and he sees them getting into the car, and it explodes. He witnesses yeah, it. he's, like, dead sprinting them. But if they were, where up. the fuck were they going to meet him? Why was he walking to the house? Uh, well, did you notice that, like, four seconds later in one of his other flashbacks, he's laying in bed with his wife, and he's like, no, no, and gunmen come in and start shooting them? I'm like, how I'll, did yeah. his family die? <laughs> Which one was Pick it? Pick one and just let me go with that. Yeah, that that just I don't I don't know why, but I just caught that like when I was watching that scene. It's just like this is some real sloppy like screenplay. Yeah, they just they did not have any idea. It, my favorite though was like how quickly they were like, no wait, they were shot in their house. No wait, car bomb. Wait, what about this poison condition? You know, like they were just like trying every option. Um, but the the first fight sequence we get of him if I'm remembering the fight sequences correctly, is the Doc's fight. Yes. Uh, which is actually a fucking awesome sequence because he fires that crossbow with a rope, which is not what I thought was going to happen when he fired it. Yeah, I was confused. Man. Yeah, when he had the crossbow the whole time, I was like, that's what you brought? That's not going to be Bro. so effective. <laughs> Those take a and real th- long time to reload. And then he crossbows a, into a man's chest, the, the, then pinning that man to a van. Then zip lines down with an Uzi, and I'm like, okay, Punisher, here we go. And then he lands, and he's in there's a whole sequence of him shooting a lot of people. There's and a like, whole run- sequence of him running and just cocking a shotgun and firing it. Yeah. Like, doing that thing where people, like, in movies who, like, when you're not firing a real gun, they, like, try to make it look like it's kicking, but all it ends up looking like they're doing is they're, like, pushing the gun towards whatever they're shooting. <laughs> Right, so he's right. like cocking it and like kind of like lunges to make the bullet come out and like sometimes he shoots people that aren't even on screen and then they just fall into screen and you're like why couldn't that guy have been in frame to be shot like all of a sudden he just rolls in you're like okay but the point i'm getting at is that is probably his best like punisher that's probably, sequence. yeah i i i may disagree because there is a sequence at the end of this movie which i Oh. It, was, it was so absurd i could not stop laughing i had actually stopped the movie because i was laughing so well i meant the most eff- like the, the effective punisher where yeah, he seems yeah. to have a play game plan and he zip lines it and he takes out masses yeah I, I do love in this scene everyone who gets shot gets shot as if like a continental ballistic missile has just like <laughs> it's like hit them in the chest they go flying so far it's pretty par for the course of like 80s action movies of you know explosions going off behind someone and them flying forward or Getting blown oh, like yeah, ten feet back by like, a shotgun. He shoots a guy with a pistol, and the guy flies back a good eighteen feet. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, wow, really? Also, a lot of people get shot 
on a railing and then curl up and throw themselves over it's the a, railing. It's a natural instinct. Your body, that's how you react to pain. <laughs> you just throw yourself over. Is that, is, is that happens? That happens in the amusement park three times, and it's the same shot. And at oh, one yeah. point, they they flip it <laughs> just to make it look a little bit different. I noticed when he was running away at one point, and he shoots. I'm like, that shot happened at the beginning of this fight scene. <laughs> but then we have yeah, the other fight scenes are very odd because yeah, we have him the, which isn't even a fight scene, just shooting slot machines. Yes, which yeah, which is like the scene where you think something's gonna happen because I'm like, oh, he's gonna drop down, he's gonna kill all these uh, yakuza or yakuza, however you say, it. like all these guys are gonna run at him. And it's just like, no, he shoots one guy and then just does a lot of property. I think damage. he kicks some guys too, but yeah, then shoots. Yeah, he does kick one guy. In the face. Yeah, it's just so frustrating. You get that entire montage of like, look at all the weapons I brought. And his intention was to use them on slot machines. Okay. But I do, the, the fun house is, I, I don't know, like the movie makes really no sense. So the Punisher is happy that the Yakuza has moved in and is going to take care of the mafia. Which seems odd, because I think you'd be like, well, I don't really want the Japanese mafia here either. Like, I'm not just happy that now they got rid of the Italian mafia. So this... Well, that's the, a good the, point, because... The moral cop this of the film, though, is the homeless man. <laughs> but he, that's a good point, because he does seem he does seem really hung up on the, on the specific mob families that probably had something to do with this family dying. Yeah. He seems less concerned with the general idea of crime. He's mostly just like an anti these four families because yeah you're right he heard he hears that they're in trouble and the yakuza's gonna wipe them out and he's just like well my job's done i killed those guys that were mean to me i'm like well, that's not really the punisher is yeah, it like yeah. i mean it's very weird and then basically the homeless guy has to talk him into going to rescue the kids he's like come on man you gotta help kids i don't know i was gonna try to come up with a rhyme but i can't think of what rhymes with kiss <laughs> but he gives like some weird speech and then the punisher's like all right i'll do it and then this guy, of course, knows where the kids are hidden because just another thing a homeless actor knows. Uh, while doing Shakespeare in the park, he overheard some people <laughs> talking about where they took the mafia's children. Uh, um, then this fight scene takes place in an abandoned amusement park, which I oh swear god. to god there was a sign on the outside of it when they rolled up that said park closed due to maintenance problems. And I was like, is that a real sign? Like, did, like was there like a park that Australia was like, you have to close this down. Children keep dying here. And then the movie was like, can we just, can we use this? But it is an absurd fight scene where, like, there's people sliding down one of those potato sack slides just shooting machine guns. And they're all ninjas for some reason, but all carrying guns until they get close enough to Dolph, and then none of them have guns. I mean, that's pretty classic. But it does lead to my favorite idea, which is that Dolph, or, or the Punisher in this film, was told this was the location where these children were being held, and came there. Um, without giving away the fact that he had an awareness of this secret base in the amusement park. Which means that when he arrives and enters that building, those guys are just got to be up there all day, right? Yeah. Top of the slide with their Uzis out, just waiting for any sound, and then comes zipping down. <laughs> yes, because it turns out that's not where the kids are. So it is, like, so absurd, because you're just like, they set up this elaborate, of a, like, why not just make him walk into a warehouse where you're all at the top, at least, so that he doesn't have, like, 90,000 things to hide behind. But this also contains one of the best, like, what I can only assume was a goof in the, the fight choreography. A ninja goes to try to, like, throw a chain over Dolph Lundgren's face, like, to choke him. And pulls back too soon, so it just crushes his nose and his face. Yeah, if... And he looks like he's in legitimate pain. If that's not some sort of prop chain that had to legit really hurt, that scene stood out to me, too. Because, yeah, he, I think he's 
actually re- they captured him literally reacting to having his nose smashed by a chain. Yeah, and he's trying to pull out this uh, pistol that he has a silencer on for what reason? Because he's been carrying a shotgun the whole time. I don't know why you'd be like, all right, now that I've shotgun a few people, let me switch to my silencer. Which in the movie just makes the gun actually louder. So yeah, it's not. It's it's that like it's that like canned revolver sound you hear in like TV and movies, but you know it's a silenced pistol, so that was bizarre. That's a that's a that's a frequent problem. Like when he's raiding the uh, base at the end, he he insists the mob boss not shoot a gun to avoid making too much noise, and then kicks a vent into a man. <laughs> it's like making the most possible noise. Yeah, it's like so absurd too, because it's like that's what she wanted to cover up was like oh. I'd, and there's nobody else down there because nobody else ever shows up. So it's like, why didn't you just shoot him? Nobody's going to hear him. Yeah. Would have been way more effective. After this scene comes one of many confusing scenes, but the Punisher is kidnapped and he's said to be tortured. And they put him on like a rack. And he is. Uh, I, I read one of the trivia was in this scene, he's like really moist. <laughs> like, he's, he's sweating a lot. And I thought, I'm sorry. Was the trivia that he was more moist than usual? <laughs> yeah, they were, like, they were like, Dolph Lundgren appears extra moist. Uh, no, but the trivia was, apparently he was just sweating like profusely during the scene, so much so that they had to keep calling cut and wiping him down with towels because he was so wet, he, they couldn't keep filming. <laughs> so I don't know if they were like filming like in the middle of the outback and, like, or something, but Apparently he was close to like blacking out. He was sweating so much, and everybody else just seems fine. It's very weird. But I thought they lubed him up, but it, apparently it was just his own natural natural juices, yeah. <laughs> extra juicy. But this scene also this had something that I need to ask a question about. So in this scene, Dolph Lundgren is tied up. He's on this rack. They're trying to find out. I'll be honest, I don't even remember what they're trying to find out. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I don't remember what they're trying to what they need him for, but anyway, she she asks him who he who he was sent by. She oh, assumes right. he's a he's a like mafia assassin, and he could just say Giovanni, yeah, or whatever his or just name be was. Like, Do you ever read the paper? <laughs> like he could say anything, because then she would go kill that mob guy, which is all good for him. But well, I she guess probably kill. Yeah, him I guess too. that would be the argument. Uh, that's fair. She'd be like, that's okay, fair. thanks, so then kill him. <laughs> So what happens is she leaves to go do something, and she leaves a doctor and two bodyguards in charge of torturing the actor. Okay, I know. I, I now know what your question is going to be. Yeah, and Dolph Lundgren. So they've tied them with like butterfly uh, bolts, and so he, he's able to use his finger to unscrew it. He pulls a gun. He shoots these two guys. They then put the doctor on the rack, and they ask him where the kids are. Did you notice anything weird about when the doctor yes. was on the rack? Yes, 100%, because when they pan out, as he walks out of the room, the doctor is wearing red heels. Okay, good. I thought oh, I yeah. just saw it. I was like, oh. heels. Yeah. Why? And I I don't, absolutely don't know. Because Did they we, put heels I, on him to insult I, that's, him? That's yeah, the I guess only I was thing say, I that's, thought. Was, and I, that's something I need to mention. It is a male doctor. So it's not like we're like, why would a woman yes. be wearing heels? It's a, a male doctor. Here's my theory. Full male clothing. Here's my theory. I, I think they said because ultimately they leave the stretch machine on to murder him. Yes. Uh, he dies a very painful death off screen. The, the, I, maybe maybe the you know the, the the yakuza woman leaves her shoes behind or whatever it may be, and he takes these and he puts them on him because now when someone arrives they're like, hey you think um 
Is he Gary here was uh, killed by the Punisher? Or do you think he was doing some weird sex weird stuff? Jerking off? <laughs> they <laughs> never established the there. heels. It's not like yeah, he, they see him over in the corner. They just suddenly he has I, red high heels. Yeah, I really feel like there was a, like a subplot or a scene somewhere else where the doctor is seen. Like I didn't know if it was supposed to be like something about him being like a sadist or something. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, he also was into wearing women's it's, shoes or something. They'd be like, he gets some sort I was like, I just couldn't figure it out. It really bothered That's me. too fucking bizarre for it not to be, you know, a cut scene. Something. Yeah, that just yeah. didn't make it. Um, after this scene, though, is uh, Punisher goes and rescues the kid, except for the, the main mob boss's son, and then escapes on a, like, a commuter bus? Like, that would drive people around town. So. I would say, a good point here, for the sake of the plot, a bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything is bulletproof until it needs not to be. But because I ride a city bus, and, like, the roofs are actually mostly plastic. Uh, but even if they're not, they're made of, the, like, aluminum can Yeah, metal. like, like yeah. a cord, like, not even a cord, like an eighth of an inch thick. Like, any bullet would yes, go they, through they, it. They... They have to be made very thin to accommodate the fact that the bus is gigantic and it would not be able to move if the bus weighed like three tons on it. You know what I mean? Like if the frame was like four tons plus people, the bus would never move. But this gives us a 10 minute sequence of Dolph Lundgren driving a a filthy city bus as children go tumbling around the floor, which is chef's kiss. kiss. The best part though is like there's so many in shots of like him shifting gears but then yeah. when they cut to his face, he's doing, like, that really bad, like, movie driving. Where, like, when people are, like, not driving a vehicle, but they want to, like, make it look like they are, they move their hand, like, back and forth a little bit. As if, like, nobody does that when they drive. That would just make your car swerve. Says like, you. Very minute <laughs> amounts. You've never been in the car with Eric, who I makes guess, large, guess. large, over-exaggerated turns yeah. every few seconds to, guess, make, to remind you, you that he's driving. bizarre about that. <laughs> But he ends up getting stopped by the police, and then they catch him, and they're like, well, you're being arrested, and you're going to get the electric care for, like, 127 counts of murder. My question was this. How can they charge him? They have zero evidence. There's no witnesses to any of his crimes because he kills them all, and they all think the person he is is dead. So what evidence could they possibly... They can't have DNA, or they know he was still alive, and they have no eyewitnesses. He would just be like, well, I'm not the Punisher. Like, oh, damn, our whole I case. Was just, I was just a bus driver. And they're like, damn it. <laughs> also, Air, also our third capture. One of, sorry, one of three captures in this movie. It's pretty common in an action movie to have, you know, there's a loss at the beginning. The action hero decides to take justice in his own hands. Fight scene, fight scene. You know, narrative, narrative, fight scene. Oh, I went too, I went too far and, and I wasn't prepared because I was headstrong. Now I've been captured. And then I'm out. Fight scene, fight scene, conclusion. But this one's like, no, what if he's fight scene, let's meet with the villain, let's check on the kids, let's interact with the cops for a little while, back to the villain, cops, kids, villain, cops, kids. A red, a caught by the villains, escapes the villains. Shoots some slot slot machines, yeah. Cop of the villains, escape the villains, cop of the cops, escape the cops, cop of the other villain that you've kind of forgotten about now. And then, (laughs) it's just at this point, you're like, is he good at anything? I mean, he's real bad at everything. He he crossbowed he crossbowed a guy in a van and I had high hopes and then it went downhill from there. Now I, I have to ask I want to ask a question for you, Eric. Um, as a movie that you probably saw you, you saw you as as like a child, right? Yeah, I, 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 I went a bit about ten, eleven, maybe. Okay, 
I, I can think of movies that I saw when I was 10 that I thought were awesome and maybe either were or weren't either way there are distinct scenes that I'll just like were just ingrained in my little in my little brain was there a scene from this movie that you just remembered and like couldn't wait for it to come up uh I mean probably not I don't make it seem <laughs> it's always that scene just freeze frame on that <laughs> or the VHS out <laughs> uh, yeah just Dolph Lundgren's butt Chef's I mean <laughs> I guess just like some of the action scenes but I mean watching it now you're just like what what could it have possibly been oh, all, all I could remember before rewatching this was the cover of the VHS yeah I will say the part that I thought was the most entertaining was the finale when they are when they are moving through the like the dojo and they're like mowing down guys with katanas and they're like fighting through those like uh, I don't know what they're called the 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 Japanese like paper walls that are um, whatever they have a name for I'm sure they have a name for them and they're just like stabbing people through them and throwing people through them and having knife fights that was where the movie really felt like it was doing its job even if Dolph Lundgren did feel like he just had a big a big burrito right before he came yeah on. he just had Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> When he is in the jail cell and the cop comes to see him, it looks like he's been paralyzed. <laughs> he's, he's like he's like sitting on his bed, like on like the short way, you know, like perpendicular to the way the bed goes, but like laying back against the wall. But it's like he's only like six inches off the bed, so his head is just like at this weird angle. It looks like they just threw him in and like, well, he's dead. And like he's just so unnatural. And then he has the worst conversation. But in talking about that scene, Ben was just talking about at the end uh him and the mob boss go to free his son and uh how would you describe the mob boss's uh combat gear what he comes dressed for um I, he's just wearing a duster isn't he kind of and like he's uh, wearing turtle? a canadian tuxedo as they oh, say that's he's right. okay denim that's right pants and a denim jacket and then a turtleneck with body armor underneath it's, I cannot yeah, believe it's supposed to be like he is like the head of the mafia and he's dressed like every kid in the eighties. <laughs> it was like he he was like, well, I have to go fight, so I can't wear a suit. What would the Punisher wear? Like a cool jacket and some cool jeans? I guess I'll <laughs> dig those out of my closet. And be like, a, he's he's dressed like a fun dad in body armor. <laughs> yes, I should also point out that these are this is an eighties jean jacket. So it's not like blue denim, it's like acid washed yeah. denim where it's like that weird whitish blue where you're just like, I think he borrowed that from his daughter. Like it's just not a jacket that a grown man should be wearing. And then he brings in Uzi that has like a muffler for a silencer. It's like the fattest silencer in the world. But this was one of the scenes that this was the scene that made me laugh. They go up to the top floor and we've seen it before is at the top floor there's like this entry room where the yakuza were earlier like sparring with katanas as all japanese people do always training to be samurai but the elevator door opens up and the room has about 40 guys in like kimonos like full like traditional samurai like kimonos and whatever i forget the pants are called and they've all got swords and they're all just kneeling and as the door opens the two of them jump out of the elevator like a foot out of it and then just mow down 40 people who have no time. No, no. Some of them (laughs) almost get to their feet and half draw their sword before getting... Yeah, one guy half draws his sword, one guy gets up, and the Punisher unloads like 18 rounds into it, and I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, it's the most absurd, because it's just a shot of two dudes just gleefully mowing down what is essentially like, like, not threats. These people aren't even standing. It's so weird. But it's also cut by the aus- the second weirdest part, 
which is it goes from that shot to a shot of the head of the yakuza who is in like a full geisha outfit and is doing like a ceremonial geisha dance and i'm like why like you're the head of the mafia who are you putting the show on for like it's not like a thing people train to do unless you're a geisha like it's yeah you know it's just so that's not weird. a hobby that's a like a lifestyle yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like you only would do that to perform for somebody. So at the very least, have like another person from like Japan there, like the head of the Japanese yakuza or something. It's just such a weird shot. And then for the rest of the movie, she at one point has like a gun up to this kid's head, and she's like, "I'm gonna kill him." But she's wearing like the geisha face, like the painted face where it's like white with like the red lids. But it was done by somebody who had never seen a geisha and was just going off of a description because it's not white it's like light blue like so her skin so she looks like she's dead instead of like like has like a really white face it's so weird what's also odd here is that we've been getting lots of shots and we haven't talked about it yet of what i what i am only told by imdb is supposed to be tanaka's daughter the yes. woman who looks like she's from iowa yeah the woman. Uh, i think you, she's they mentioned her at the very beginning she's adopted see, she has an adopted daughter who's mute which i was just like why did that need to be like who was like we need to make her daughter interesting what if she can't talk at all <laughs> but they also set her up because you see like when when like they're the yakuza attack of the docks and later on they're always wearing these like full like to the neck leather outfits and there's one woman that's there's one person that's particularly you know you could tell a woman also the leader of those various you know raids she's always at front and sort of giving gestures and commands um with her with her with her hands but um at one point, she she takes down the Punisher during one of his many kidnappings, and she pulls her mask off, and the camera zooms, and there is a dun dun in the music, and yes. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> when they reveal her, she looks nothing like she has, because like every other shot of her throughout the movie, her hair is down. So when they cut to her, her hair is like pulled back, like you know it's supposed to be underneath. The... So you're like, I don't know who the fuck this person is. It's just some white woman. Like I don't recognize, and it's not like it's an actress she recognized either. So you're just like just looks like any generic white woman <laughs> so it's it is when they pulled off i'm just like i don't who is this supposed to be but it, it's it's around this time that we get uh lewis gossett jr being like hey do you guys want me to show you what happens in a cool movie with a cool protagonist why don't i ask a henchman if there is an iq test to become a henchman and then <laughs> use that as a sick burn line as i take his gun and knock him render him unconscious and then tackle a man who's bringing in pizza. Oh, that yeah. was not one of the. That scene not, got me when the door opens. The guy's like, "I got pizza." <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> he was just so really happy. It, I have a note that just says, me laugh "Floor so pizza." When he he picks it up, and... <laughs> yep. When he picks it up, I was like, "Bro, no one's that hungry." You do I not know what's going on in this. It. I mean, this like, that is how. That's what you want your hero to do is to just like fucking bludgeon the shit out of the henchman and then pick up pizza and like mm, off I go. But that's the best part of that sequence of that whole area, and, and that is not the protagonist. That is a at best a tertiary. It's character. not even a B plot. It like the whole stuff with him yeah. is a C plot with him and that other woman detective. Yeah, and it's it's done so poorly that like I think that if a casual person was watching this movie and was not if you weren't really focused you would not realize that he was castle's old partner because no, like, not they, at all. they they confusingly mention it in like such a way that you're like wait is he talking about castle or someone else i'm very confused right now and it's like this whole thing where he's like i want to save him and then when they catch the punisher the punisher's like Meh, i'm just gonna let him kill me whatever and 
like Goss is really mad he's like really upset about it and they have like this you know he's trying and that's like what's also insane is that scene like he's trying to have like this emotional conversation with the punisher about like man let me help you i'm trying to save you opposite what is like basically a corpse someone's moving its mouth because <laughs> like Lundgren has no reaction he's like i yeah, just gotta do justice and he's like meanwhile this guy's like yelling and like emoting and he's like kind of getting teary-eyed yeah. and just like wow this was not a good choice was like Luis this... is doing is doing his fucking job in this movie and I, I don't know what's going on with Dolph like I don't know is it possible to water down a person because if so <laughs> there's someone someone needs to deal with what happened like someone needs to just give give Dolph a four logo as this I feel as, like as every was, scene goes off. I wrote one of my notes says I'm 99% sure they were giving him horse tranquilizers because like his reactions to everything is so muted that I'm like there's something wrong with this guy. But this was something Eric what was the the thing it was you was seeing It was a there? trivia thing somewhere about the movie and they said that he intentionally did not sleep like more than a few hours a night for the filming of this movie so he could kind of have naturally have that you know, tired look to him. Which, not a thing the Punisher's known for. You know, it's like, they're like, ooh, Punisher, the sleepy Yeah, hero. I mean, he's always supposed to, you know, be kind of grim-looking, maybe have, like, a five o'clock shadow, but, yeah, not sleepy. Yeah, it's, it's very much like Batman. It's like, he only works at night. You can sleep during the day, just because the sun's out. It's like, there's, like, some sort of lull against it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why they thought that just, like, a very exhausted Punisher would be something. A very yeah. exhausted, un- unemotive uh, Punisher would be something we would all be just hard for. So, and also, <laughs> like, he's a naturally hard to understand man. Don't let him mumble. Like, don't add another layer to, like, being like, what the fuck he just say? I, I, it's so, like, half the time he talked, I was like, hmm, I got no idea. And I was going to turn on closed captioning, but it just seems It's just, yeah, that's. <laughs> Clicking that button is just too much. Well, I was like Chromecasting it. I wasn't sure if I did it on my phone, if it would translate. It was like a whole thing that yeah, I didn't really want to care to figure out. Uh, <laughs> See, I, I did, but in those scenes, in brackets, it just said depressed mumbles. <laughs> yeah. Mouthful of mashed potatoes. Just, <laughs> there, was just, there was just parentheses, and it was like, I don't know, man. Whatever the fuck you want him to have said. Uh, can I just point out, I'm really upset that neither one of you, you know, you're going through your story beats here, no one mentioned when the Yakuza took out the remainder of those mob bosses in the diner, oh. uh, where everyone in the diner was like a secret assassin, and one of them was yes. an old woman with an Uzi. <laughs> and she's so psyched when she I starts don't. firing that gun. They, I forgot about that. Yeah, they're in like an Italian restaurant, which I think they own, and they come in, and she's like, oh, he was smart enough to come, and they're like, huh and everybody stands up with a gun and these are like families there's like a woman with her husband there is like a seven-year-old woman and then they just start shooting all of them these guys who which is weird because they've already been poisoned yeah so i don't know why they <laughs> feels like yeah, a lot of devil ways to kill just people. the one guy and doesn't i also wrote down the note of like uh like holy crap a uh, earring throwing stars old lady with a machine gun <laughs> Yeah, the old lady when she when they show her, she's just super psyched to have that guy. <laughs> she's so like she just has this look of like bliss where you're just like, ooh, give me a movie about yeah. that lady. Like, how did she get into that uh, life of being? But also, every everyone in this sequence is not Japanese. They no, it's just all... like Middle America. Din- it's like yeah, yeah. extras it's you a would box of salt yeah, teams. you'd cast in a diner. Scene. Where does the yakuza who is just like they have not they are slowly setting up camp here right they don't have you know they, they don't have roots yeah. yet 
Where do you go to get old lady assassins? Where and and can I sign up yeah. to just like to be paid to just eat ravioli in a restaurant for and an hour gun- and look like I'm having Maybe a it time. was the normal restaurant patrons before they arrived and the Yakuza just made a deal with them of like, hey, you all get a gun <laughs> and we'll all pay you each, you know, X amount of money and yeah, you, I'm just you picturing free appetizer. Yeah. I am just picturing Eric like gleefully eating ravioli, waiting for his opportunity to gun some people down with a newsie. So much so that he blows it because he's like, oh, <laughs> something's wrong with that dude over there. I pictured that they went to like a Bennigan's since it's like a uh, a, the 80s or like a a Benetton's and was just like, here, everyone in this store, come with us. We need you to shoot a bunch of. We need you to shoot three random men. They're like, all right, get cool. a free dessert. All right. Yeah. Is, is there any risk? Bananas foster men- not included. Is there any risk that those men would shoot us back? No, we'll be poisoning them right before oh, we okay. shoot them. Oh, well, okay. So why are we shooting them then? <laughs> Look, which one of us runs the Japanese mafia? We're we're nothing. You, we're you're, not thorough. You're Asian. And then the it's... one guy doesn't drink, and this guy was like my favorite because like he was in a series of like Arsenio Hall sports coats, but he was just like a bald white man who constantly was like really homophobic and like swearing like really awkwardly like his was the worst like you like you know what fuck them and she's like oh you shouldn't like it shouldn't hurt to say it but he he uh they like eric says the daughter takes off her earrings and throws them into this guy's hands at an angle which he could not be pinned up against the wall but uh, she the woman then goes up and puts like his gun in his mouth it's like so fucked up and then just shoots him in the head i'm like wow this movie's like they're one scene dark the rest yeah, i was of about to say that this could be just like a pg-13 like movie that could be on daytime television except for just one or two scenes and a couple yeah unnecessary f-bombs yeah and one one Dolph ball well that's why it's rated r actually <laughs> yeah they're just like they're like, they're like can't should we should we just raise the frame and you know not have he's like no no we have to like what if he's just what if we just reshoot it he's wearing pants and he's like i'm walking from this yeah, mr lungram mr lungram was very explicit that he would walk from this production if you do not <laughs> well uh, actually mr lungram doesn't feel like walking right now but we will slowly wheel him out <laughs> yeah. in a wheelchair yeah he's on a reclining <laughs> bed with wheels it's fine uh, Where is Dolph right now? Oh, he is, he is just taking a, a heroin nap in his trailer right now. Oh, we're yeah. trying to somehow put his soul back into his body because we think he died. <laughs> uh, there is also a very confusing scene. So when they go at the end to break in, they give the homeless guy a gun and like the thing where he's like, in five minutes, push this button. Oh, in 15, God, yeah. push this button. Somehow this guy fucks it up, which is like insane. Because like, You couldn't just sit somewhere life, for five Right, minutes. life or death in this... This fucking idiot's reading I, a newspaper to kill the time. Yeah, I I, I have, was trying to find the review of like his uh, version of Hamlet that he did in like a Kroger's parking lot. And guys, I have the reason why. Do you want to know why he fucks yeah, this up? Go ahead. Because he's a drunk. It's because this movie, whether it's the writer or director, fucking hates alcohol. <laughs> alcohol in this movie is depicted as if it is fucking poison because at one point it actually is but in other scenes like this the, the shakes guy is just a disaster and he is taunted with booze literally and driven to him on like a fucking rc car it is given to him like twice as like as like a uh, 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 a prize and and it is not shown in a positive light 
there's also a scene where the 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 police officer like pours a bunch of liquor out in a garbage can which was a weird scene so wait, um, are you saying this is true that the director really did all this because he hates alcohol? no no <laughs> that's my theory because I, mean, I was gonna go with it <laughs> there are a lot of scenes where there is either someone who is a destitute like miserable human being uh who's drinking or they drink poison that was also you know only evil people do drink in the movie yeah and 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 in this scene like he's got his paper up but he also has a very clear like bottle of liquor with him as well which is just this further pushing this message that if you drink you are either a mafia boss about to die or you are a a worthless bum yeah (laughs) like did we actually look at the credits and see if it was sponsored but like they were the like the the the, the temperance league what the fuck uh no this this the reason i brought this scene up though is so he pushes the first button using a knife or whatever it turns the lights off the the second button when the mob boss asks what it does the punisher says it blows everything else it does not it blows up one thing of c4 he put on the elevator downstairs and breaks the elevator so that it takes a repairman five minutes to fix it yeah, he put a like a I'm saying like a cereal box of C4 on a wall. A guy blew it up. A dude comes by and crosses three wires and like the elevator works. What the fuck was the point? <laughs> like, why was there a bomb? It didn't blow anything up. It didn't stop anyone. I was like, this was completely pointless. And they make a big deal about like how important like the drunk guys like I have to push the button and then that's all it does. It's like, wow, he could have fucked up. Nobody would have noticed. Also, turning the lights yeah, off. Yeah, if happen. they wanted to kill the lights, why didn't they have like night vision goggles? Eighties action movies loved showing people well, in night vision goggles. Because the Yakuza, as you know, safety conscious as they are, had emergency lighting. For if the lights go out, everything becomes like they're a submarine and uh, they're diving. Everything just turned red for some reason. It was very weird. And that ending is also insane because it just degrades at one point to Dolph Lundgren having the worst martial arts fight scenes with two guys for like a minute and it's uh, it's really bad and like that's the end of the movie is him just doing martial arts the least punisher of punisher things yeah i think more people get punched in this movie than get shot <laughs> or get like a knife a, a non gun uh, or an arrow yeah like a naganenta shoved through them as if people were made of like warm butter too too many knives in fact one of my notes is in all caps that says punisher please don't throw knives over children <laughs> Because that is a bad way to have handled that guard at the front of the children train there that he. I, the rescued. children are very small. As long as he throws it high, he's fine. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. It's fine. Because you know what's been calibrated to be more accurate than a knife being thrown through the air? <laughs> it's a fucking gun. <laughs> not when you're also, not very good at firing them and you blink a lot when they go off. Also, those kids were super calm about those knives being thrown. Those kids guys. were super calm about being in a bus. That like like. The mob boss, or the Yakuza's like, we need those kids back. Shoot all your bullets into that bus. It's like, I think he wanted to take those kids alive. He never specified. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Hey, hey, boss, what are we doing to keep these kids calm? They're just making a mess. Hey, we have any one of those quaaludes <laughs> that we took off the Punisher when we got them? <laughs> no, he took them all. <laughs> oh. Um, let's just talk real quick about the end of this movie. So the Punisher the, the and best the part. mob boss at the... <laughs> The, the Yakuza lady's getting ready to kill the son. Or she's going to make the mob boss kill himself in front of the son. And then probably she's going to kill the son. And the Punisher jumps through one of the paper walls and shoots her in the head. No, it's oh, a, no I'm sorry. He throws yep. a knife into her head. Another knife. Yeah. Another knife. My bad. I, why would yeah. you have a gun? 
so he throws a knife into her head. She falls over. And he's, like, kind of beat up. And the dad tells the kid to go wait outside, which is, like, also insane. It's like, you don't know if there's no more Yakuza people in this building. And you're like, go stand on the other side of this door where I can't see you. I'm sure you'll be fine. But he's going to kill the Punisher. And they have, like, an old man fight where they're, like, rolling around on the ground trying to get this gun. And then he ends up shooting the dad. And the dad dies. And uh, the son's, like, going to kill the Punisher. And the Punisher gets, like, real aggressive about the kid killing him. And, like, he gets down. He, like, puts the gun to his head. He's like, go ahead. Do it. Do it. It's like, don't goad somebody to kill you, man. He's like, Hit! like, Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, do you not think he's going to do it? Because he might be a little emotionally unstable right now. You did just he's, murder he's his all... father. He's also a child. They're not known for their rational decision. Right. <laughs> he took a real gamble there. But my favorite is he's like, when, he, when the kid doesn't do it, he's like, you're a good kid. You grow up to be a good man. Otherwise, I'll be waiting for you. And I'm like, you're at least 35. The kid is like maybe eight. By the time he could take over the mafia and be like 28, you'll be in your 60s. <laughs> like, you are not going to be able to kill this kid. You're going to be an old man trying to kill this kid starting I would mafia. watch that movie. It was, <laughs> it was such a bizarre, like, ending. Like, he's like, I'll be waiting for you. It's like, what, at the nursing home? And based on the vitality that you're demonstrating right now, you're not going to be alive in like another hour. Yeah, so and, I... <laughs> unless this kid immediately starts a drug cartel, you're not waiting for shit. Which uh, he might, you know. And so the Punisher gets away, and the movie ends. And what better way to end the Punisher than for him to have another monologue about the questions he asked God, and then some more balling ass shots well, now we're gonna, which i can only assume yeah, is we're the same confirm shot. now is their ball visible in that shot as well to kind of book you know book in the uh <laughs> that's how i mean i i would i would be shocked if they're not the identical same shot since they constantly reuse <laughs> shots in this movie if they were like no we're doing it twice it is uh, it is such an insane ending like it, it's just like could you like just try to think about like this movie's like uh it's just if like die hard ended it was just a like Sean McLean was naked, lubed up, and that's like his ass. And he's like, "I saved Christmas," and it ends. You're just like, "Why did he need to be naked?" It would it's it so would still be weird. a good movie, but you'd question the purpose of the ending. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get a cut that had no um, no uh, Bruce Willis balls. Um, Dolph, you need to get uh, dressed for this next scene we're about to shoot. No. <laughs> oh, guys, he, he he's in a coma. Just just <laughs> let him na- just kneel and nap and. We'll just get the scene. Yeah, we'll just move him. Riga Mortis doesn't seem to have set in. We can put him in any position we want. And we need to fix his makeup. Someone get me a very wide paintbrush. Uh, I'm going to brush this beard on. It's going to be great. Does anybody have a skin tone? No. Does anybody have then <laughs> just the color of, like, I guess, pink? Is that an option? Has anyone here done makeup before? Has no. anybody ever here ever seen a skull? No. Cool, cool, cool. Anybody seen a geisha? No? We're in good shape. Uh... Anyone just have like a loose piece of coal? I can just kind of rub it on. No, all right. <laughs> it's so bad. Also, we're gonna need to just just get as much drizzle and sweat on his face as possible. We need it to look like he always has yellow fever. If you can do that, that'd be great. Eric, I want to go ahead and thank you and um, uh, for for giving me this opportunity to watch uh, what I believe was must have been Dolph's last movie, right? He didn't live live beyond this city no no he actually did somehow live i imagine yeah. oh. some sort of uh pact with the devil or 
I don't know, really good rehab. But he still makes movies, although still... Although he... Actually, you know what? He seems like he's on Quaaludes and The Expendables, too, so... Yeah, I apologize for, uh... <laughs> Thinking this was good. No, well, yeah, that, too. But just really just bringing you guys into this. Like, you would have been better off. It not. is... It is shocking, because, like, when I, we first started the podcast... Eric was like, oh, man, I'd love to do the original Punisher with you. And he's like, it's, it's really funny. And it's like, I remember liking it and stuff. And I was like, all right. I'd heard that it was like a fun watch, like, because it's bad. It's not. Take it easy. It's folks. not even. <laughs> but he did, it, guess. <laughs> he did it for like two years. We've been doing this podcast for a very long time. And then we finally invite him on. And this is what he brings yeah. us. Eric, I'm really I, sorry. I'm very man, sorry. I did remember like, yeah, this is at least fun. Like, you know fun bad movie but no this is just bad this movie is this i will say though this was definitely one of those movies like there are some movies that when we watch them i'm really bummed out that ben does not live like we don't live in the same place that we could yeah. watch these together because i'm like i think i would have had a ton of fun if the three of us could have watched this together like i think yeah, this would have actually been really enjoyable to watch because we would have been making fun of it and la- i so i I will say that I would recommend if you have a group of friends who likes bad movies. I think this movie would actually work. It's not super long, although it feels yeah. really long. But there's enough going on in it that would be fun to make. Fun How of. many breaks did you guys have to take? I could not watch it all the way through without. I I, I watched it in two okay, parts. Yeah, for sure. I, about fifty minutes, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, okay, I just need to have a quick breather. I stopped it. I stopped it at like fifty-five minutes in. Uh, took 30 minutes went like i went and took a shower and stuff and came back <laughs> and finished it. cold shower i actually st- i stopped the way through and i watched the thomas jane punisher and then i went back oh no because i let's face it they're both they're both equally <laughs> bad. they're both very bad uh with that said uh any any uh any lightning round uh notes that you want to get in here eric uh but only one that really stood out to me and this is this is just such a petty one but i just i have all caps no trigger discipline in this entire movie just everyone just has just running around with their like finger on the trigger, but that I mean that's like that's eighty movies in general, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean that's like action movies in general. People don't understand how triggers. Work. But like just real, real uh, sketchy, dangerous stuff there. Um. Oh, oh. And I also had um. We didn't talk about the scene where the one detective after the casino when they're investigating and. You know when they like are arresting the, or just questioning the one guy that works yeah. there, and they rip open his, yeah, his shirt. Like... Um, I just wrote down that one detective would look really stupid tearing that guy's shirt if he didn't have that yakuza tattoo. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a uh, like a standard. You know, it's like oh, well, that's a lot. Yeah, like uh, my favorite thing was uh, like they just teared it off. And it was just yeah. like a Cubs yeah, tattoo. Oh. And they're like God damn it! It's like you're going to buy me a new shirt, right? Like yeah, there was a fucking. I can't even think of that dumb designer's name. Anyways, uh, th- there's a scene that I had written down, which I don't know if you noticed this. When they're at the uh, the first mob boss mansion that blows up, it's at night, and the woman comes up, and she wants to be partnered with uh, with Lugasa Jr. And they are, they're, like, walking, and he's up to, going up to his car, and he's, like, putting his stuff away, and there's, like, a spotlight right behind him, but it's shining directly into the camera, so you can barely see what's happening because there's just this blinding... It, they filmed the entire scene and nobody was like, can you just point that light another direction? Because you can't see him at one point at all. He disappears in like the, the blowout of the white light. And maybe I was just like, seriously? I, 
right then I knew I was like, oh no, we're in for some real treats here. I think that's it. Did you have anything else, Ben? No, uh, yeah, I just a, a very extreme worry in my notes about how many knives went near children. That's all. I, was, <laughs> I just wanted to, far, wanted to pass that PSA far too along. many. <laughs> oh, I, I also did say this was one of the stupidest opening credits. It was like to a bad '70s cop show. Uh, but I, I w- would you guys recommend seeing this, Ben? I think I definitely got back up what you said, which was yeah, watch this with a room full of your friends and a lot of beer present. Yeah. That's about the oh, alcohol is the only answer to this movie, <laughs> despite its message. Yeah, despite two talking to two people who yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> love watching bad movies. Um, yeah, so I think that's a I think that's a good thing. You know, maybe check it out if you're. It's free online, so yeah, watch it. Don't You've got some friends. Have a good dear laugh. God. Don't pay money to <laughs> see this. Yeah, this this would have been one of those ones that I might have been salty had I paid two ninety nine to rent. And be like, Ugh, every so often I'm really annoyed I couldn't get something for yeah, free. Th- <laughs> I have some. Thank goodness that there's some of these movies out there that are just so bad that people that own the properties don't want to try to even like do any sort of takedowns on YouTube. On they're just they're just psyched to see. Yeah, watch exactly. it. I, I think this the studios in the comments section just being like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. They're like, all we ask is that you cut our logo out of the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> can, I cu- can I come watch it with you? <laughs> yeah, it's the only way to enjoy it. All right, well, Eric, thank you for... Yeah, thanks for having me on. ...for being a guest. It was, yeah. uh, it was good to finally get you on after multiple years. Uh, next week, we'll be back with our mini-episode to tell you what movie's up next. If you have a movie suggestion or would like to leave a comment about this, go to our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram page. All of them are NAOS Pod. Leave a message. We'll check it out. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Yeah. I gotta delete this picture of Dolph Lundgren's balls. Oh, no, it's my wallpaper. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, don't, nope. I just emailed it to Sarah. Hold on. Sarah, <laughs> don't open that. Sarah! <laughs>